with non-monogamy started shortly after that while I was pregnant. It didn't go so smooth at first because I was like, oh, you know, I don't want it. I don't want to be touched. Leave me alone. And he needed things, obviously. And uh, I was like, well, just go do it with that girl. <laughs> we'll be with somebody else for a little while and then you can come back and like we can cuddle and hang out. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 159. We're Finn and Emma, and today... We're getting closer to 200. (laughs) Yes, we are. It's almost like this is the second time we recorded this, and you said it the first time. And then you made fun of me for saying it the first time, (laughs) so... Way to go. Yep. Yes, I was excited that we were getting closer to 200 and Finn decided to make fun of me. So I was making fun of the fact that every time, well, when you count up numbers, we get closer to, get closer bigger to numbers. 200. Yeah, yeah, that's how numbers work. I know, but it doesn't take away my excitement. <laughs> I know. Okay, today, now that we've How about my up, excitement? I was excited at the beginning of this one. You were. All right, back to what, what do we have today? We have an interview. Uh huh. With Kristen. Yes. On behalf of herself, her husband, and their partner. Uh, they The other two in the sort of triad were not really wanting to come on and share, but they gave her full permission. She'll talk a little bit about that. Yep. And so we're just we're super grateful uh, to be able to share their story and that she came on to share. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Kristen and Austin and Lindsay for letting her come on. Yes. Thank you so much. And you'll stay tuned for the interview in just a few minutes. We do have a couple of quick announcements. The first is that we are putting a, a couple of episodes together at the end of this year that are special episodes and we need your help. So, and this is kind of time sensitive because they're coming up soon. So the first is for the holidays here in December, we're putting together an episode where we're comp- or doing a compilation of stories that are bloopers. These are encouraged to be non-monogamy related. They don't have to necessarily be sexual, but Basically, we want to show that it doesn't always go perfectly. And to just spread a little cheer and joy uh, at the end of a tough year. Yes. So that would be really appreciated if you could call in and leave us a short voicemail. So to do this, you go to our website and there will be links in the show notes to get here. You go to our website, go to the contact us page, and there's a button there to leave a voicemail. You don't have to leave your phone number. It doesn't record anything like that. Um, And it doesn't work on iPhone. So you probably want to try to do it from a computer. We apologize. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's really easy to do, and we would really love to help. We have one other request. What is it, Emma? Yes. So not only we want the bloopers, but we also, for New Year's, we're going to put together an episode of, again, a compilation of stories. What was the best thing to happen to you in 2020, since we know it's been a tough year? And or what are you excited about And what are you going to absolutely crush in 2021? So again, we'd love your help and support with this. Please reach out, send us voicemails. We really want to get these together and we need more people to call in. And thank you to the people who have called in. It's been amazing and we've loved listening to them. So thank you 
to all of you. And again, website normalizingnonmonogamy.com.com and go to the contact us page. You can find the voicemail button right there. Couple other quick announcements. Uh, we just had our meet and greet this past weekend, and it was awesome. We had almost fifty people. We well, fifty logins. We had close to to hundred people. Yes, and it was super, super awesome. So thank you to everybody who was there. We hope you had a fantastic time. Don't worry if you missed it, or if you're listening to this and you're feeling bad about that. Uh, we do one every month, and we're doing the January one will be on the sixteenth, and we're actually switching the time up a little bit. It's Saturday the sixteenth, and we're doing it at noon Pacific, uh, three Eastern. So hopefully nobody's going to be having to go to bed and going to miss it because of that. And also we're hoping to get some of the European contingent up in here. Yeah, hopefully. So put that on your calendars. You can sign up at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the meet and greet tab. It's $10 to join and it's open to anyone. Yes. And then the other quick announcement is for our Patreon group. We're going to talk more about Patreon at the end. But tonight, Wednesday, December 16th, we will have our Q&As. So we have a call at 6 p.m. Pacific and another one at 9 p.m. Pacific. So please come join us. If you want more information, you can go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the Patreon button. And there's still time to sign up for this if you're if you're craving community. And it's really not so much a Q&A as it is a group discussion about whatever is relevant in that, your lives. That's so, a good clarification. Yeah. If you're if you're craving that, you can definitely come and check it out tonight. Um, sign up and, and we'll hope to see you there. And if you missed this one, we'll have another one in January. And finally, just a huge thank you to all of the patrons who do make that possible. These groups are amazing. We look forward to this call every month um, and we get to do two of them. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Thank you to everybody for that. Uh, A couple last final things. Feel free to reach out to us if you have any feedback about the show. Again, head over to our website and click on the Contact Us page. Either send us an email or send us a voicemail and let us know what you think. Yes. And now, let's go talk to Kristen. Yes, let's go. Well, welcome, Kristen, to the show. We're super excited to have you here. As always, are always excited to have our new guests join in. But some repeat guests we're not that excited for. We're excited for all our guests. (laughs) (laughs) No, we are. We're super excited. And you reached out maybe about a month or so ago and told us a little bit about your story. And we were excited to get it out there. So thank you for reaching out and for coming on. Yeah, not a problem. So for, since no, we don't even know that much about you, do you mind introducing yourself a little bit? Sure. So I'm Kristen. I'm going to be 27 at the end of this year. I'm married. I have a husband. His name is Austin. And right now we have a girlfriend. Her name is Lindsay. I actually went to high school with her. That'll be fun to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. We live in Ohio. It's Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And and how long have, uh, I guess, I'm curious, how long have the three of you and maybe the two, also you and your husband been together? So me and my husband, we've been together for about eight and a half years, I think. (laughs) 2012, somewhere in 2012. And we got married in 2017. We have three kids. That's how we ended up together. That was interesting. So we have three kids. Our oldest is seven. So that's the timeline there. Right, right. Uh, Very quick. So we got married in 2017, the very beginning of it. And then 
our girlfriend, we've been with her for about two and a half months, I think. Okay. So it's pretty new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But have you, you have been exploring non-monogamy for, maybe take us back to what, what started those conversations between. Real quick, I'm going to interrupt you. Of course. I just wanted to clarify that you do have permission from both Austin and Lindsay to have this conversation, and but they just didn't want to participate, correct? Yes. So right now, Lindsay lives in Virginia. We're currently trying to get her moved back to Ohio, trying to help mm-hmm. her with that because she also has children. So lots of moving pieces there. But then my husband, he said it was fine, but he didn't want to be on... I guess he was too nervous. <laughs> he was like, no, I don't want to talk to a bunch of people I don't know. And I'm like, well, is it okay if I do? And he was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Austin, for not caring. Yes, and Lindsay, too. Yeah, and, Lindsay. <laughs> and, and thank you for being brave enough to come on and share your story. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now ask your question, Finn. All right. My question was... <laughs> Take us back to, I mean, have you and Austin been exploring non-monogamy since the beginning of your relationship or how, how did you start that conversation? Well, let's see. I'll start with background about me. Yeah. So I'm bisexual. I'm pretty sure I've known that since like sophomore year of high school. I had some girlfriends. They were long-term, but my family didn't know. So like nothing ever really happened with them. We just talked a lot and flirted, you know, typical teenage girl thing. And so I had, I think, three different girlfriends throughout high school. My boyfriends then didn't usually care, but it wasn't a together thing. It was I had this thing with her and I had this thing with him. And then I stopped doing things with girls for a while. I met my husband in college. So I think I met him probably the second or third week of college. And it was because my best friend had a crush on him. And she was like, oh, I really like this guy. Like, I was like, well, who is he? She showed me. And I was like, oh, he's in one of my classes. I can get his number for you. So I didn't even like him then. And (laughs) (laughs) like the way he just looked, I was like, I won't get along with this guy. (laughs) So I was just going to get his number for it. And when I went to get it, because we were in northern Ohio for college. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. It's about three hours from where we are now. So it was like a whole different area code for phone numbers. And when I got his number, he said the same one as mine. And I was like, wait, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> so then we started talking. And I ended up in his room that night. <laughs> some, some best friend you are. Yeah. Some- Yeah. (laughs) Great best friend. (laughs) She got over it pretty easily, though, because about about two months of being with him, I ended up pregnant. (laughs) So she was like, oh, I'm glad it's you and not me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. So you are a good best friend. You took took one for the team, right? (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) So... I want to say our journey with non-monogamy started shortly after that while I was pregnant. It didn't go so smooth at first because I was like, oh, you know, I don't want it. I don't want to be touched. Leave me alone. And he needed things, obviously. And uh, 
I was like, well, just go do it with that girl. (laughs) Go be with somebody else for a little while and then you can come back and like we can cuddle and hang out. It was almost like you needed that like relief from the pressure of, of needing, I guess, providing that attention to him. It just wasn't where you were at at that moment. Yeah. Like I didn't want attention from anybody. I didn't want to give it to anybody. So it just wasn't working. I was like, just go be with her. And then I saw messages or something and all those pregnancy hormones uh, got very jealous a lot easier and quicker than I thought I would. So I shut things down. I was like, no, I can't handle this, (laughs) which was fine because he didn't even really want to do it to begin with because we were still pretty new to dating even at that point. But eventually I got over it because I was like, oh, you know, I was just having a really bad day. (laughs) Those messages just hit the wrong way. She didn't mean anything by the things that she said. So, like, I apologized to her. I apologized to him. And then I'm messaging her and I'm like, so do you want to have sex with him today? Like... And she's like, um, are you sure you're okay with that now? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. So you were like setting up your she was husband. pimping him out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess he was your boyfriend at that time, but you were setting yeah. him up. Yeah. But I, I, so just, I wanted to back up. I want to go way back to the high school thing in a minute, but, but I want to maybe while we're on the, on this topic. So you're, you started dating two months into dating, you're pregnant. And then I'm guessing a few months into that is when you were like, go and if you need this, go get it from somebody else because I'm not really in the mood. But you said he didn't, he wasn't that interested in exploring that. He Was it that he just wanted to be with you still because there was still that sort of that NRE going on? Yeah, I think, I think that was a lot of it. But at the same time, I was probably seven months pregnant. Okay. So it was pretty far along, and I was very emotional and all over the place all the time at that point. So I think he was just nervous that I really didn't mean that he could do it <laughs> and that I'd be okay with it and, like, we'd still be fine afterwards. I think that was the main worry. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. But you weren't, like you said, like it hit a nerve on one day, but then the next day or a week later you were kind of like, uh, it didn't really bother me that much. And then you're soliciting her to come take care of him again. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's exactly what it was. And how did it go the second time around? Um, not bad. So we we did that for a while. Like he would go over to her house and he'd be gone for an hour to hang out with her. And then he'd come back home and we'd spend the rest of the day together. And then other times she'd come over to where we were at and they'd mess around while like I would be cooking or something because I didn't care. (laughs) But uh, there was also, let's see, that was the first girlfriend. So we had a couple threesomes with her. That was a lot of fun. It was my first and that was crazy. (laughs) I was like, oh, there's so many people. What do we do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just to clarify, that was after, I'm assuming after you were no longer pregnant when you were back and having sex again. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Makes sense. Just <laughs> clarifying the timeline. So 
So maybe backing up then, because I was curious about the high school thing, because you essentially were having non-monogamous or polyamorous relationships throughout high school where you were, you had like the one, one woman, one man, or, you know, one of each kind of policy going on, which is, it was really interesting that you were, I don't know, enlightened enough or <laughs> pr- progressive enough to be doing Com- that. Comfortable like, enough. Yeah. Comfortable enough. Like, cause I just like thinking back to high school, like that's a, <laughs> that's a pretty progressive dynamic to be balancing and then that you were that both people beside you were also okay with it yeah they I don't know if I'd say enlightened or anything I don't think I really knew what I was doing back then (laughs) it was just more of a well I know I like girls and I know I like guys and I want to have both so I'm going to (laughs) I say yeah no I think it's it's fascinating and I think it's awesome that you just kind of were like I'm going to do it. And you went for it and you made it work. And yeah. And the fact that like you talked to like told both of them and like, it's like, okay, this is, this is working for all of us right now. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I don't think any of them actually talked to each other and like ever, like occasionally if I'd be hanging out with my boyfriend, he'd see me texting a decent bit like outside of us. And he'd be like, Oh, who are you talking to? And I'd tell him, that it was her and he's like oh well you know tell her i said hey but that was like the extent of any of their talking right had austin ever explored non-monogamy in any way before you told him to go get his jolly somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) no i don't think so like i know all of his friends think i'm like the coolest because i let him do all these things (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. <laughs> so, okay, so so you have the baby, you have some threesomes. Yeah. How how do things progress from there? Well, we were doing that with her, and then, oh, goodness, it was probably about a year of them doing things and scattered threesomes throughout it. It was probably about a year of doing that, and then she moved to like four hours south of us in Kentucky somewhere. And um, we saw her, I don't know, maybe two or three times after she moved, she would drive that far and come hang out. But that didn't last very long. She got tired of driving so far. Yeah. So there was that. And then after her, when I was pregnant again, we have three kids. Her birthday is actually tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Five-year-old. She's going to be five tomorrow. Happy birthday. Yeah. (laughs) So when I was pregnant with her, so our our current girlfriend has a little spot here in the mix. When I was pregnant with the second child, we ended up hanging out with her and her boyfriend at the time. And we were spending the night with them in their apartment. And But he was going to work, and we were all hanging out. And... I'm pregnant again. I don't want anything. <laughs> and he did. And she was like, well, I could take care of that for you. And, but it was like early pregnancy. And I like, at first I thought I was fine with it. And then I wasn't because the hormones kicked in after they went back to the bedroom. And so like, I'm a mess in the living room. And I think they could just like sense that I wasn't as okay as I was saying I was. So nothing happened. And they ended up coming back out 
and like they both apologized. We should have known you weren't okay with things. I was like, no, it's like, you know, I'm just being crazy today. <laughs> like, it's fine. But then we just all were hanging out after that. Like it never even happened. So that got ignored for a while. Cause I don't think she even knew that I had a thing for girls at that time. Cause it, I wasn't completely out in high school, but like yeah. the few people knew. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she even knew that I liked girls then when that happened. So then after that, we were just basically monogamous through there. After that happened for a, a good while, probably like two or three years, just because we had, you know, two kids running around the house and it was just getting crazy. <laughs> I'm not used to having so many small humans with the same attitude I have. <laughs> <laughs> so it, we just kind of focused on us and the kids and everything happening right then because we've moved around a lot in Ohio, <laughs> so many places. One year, I think we moved eight times in one year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think you even got us beat. Uh-huh. I think you do. <laughs> that, that was a very rough year. <laughs> so we just kind of focused on us and everything then. And then I had a friend. We found her on one of the um, apps, like the mm-hmm. dating apps. We came across her and he was like, hey, isn't this one of your friends? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, do you think she'd say anything to your family if I messaged her because she's a family friend? And I was like, "Uh, I don't think so. Like, I've known her for a while. I don't think she'd say anything to him. I was like, I mean, she is on a dating site. And he was like, okay. So he messaged her. And I want to say this was, this is basically... The beginning of this past year when it started when he messaged her and she was like you know are you sure Kristen's okay with it and he was like yeah like you can even ask her and he told me that she said she would like that she was going to because she didn't believe him but I never got any messages from her and they were still talking and like I he would let me read messages and I'm like, she seems really unsure about things. He's like, well, did she ever message you? I said, no. He goes, maybe you should message her. <laughs> so I messaged her, and I'm like, hey, so I heard you're talking to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's fine. <laughs> I was messaging you to let you know it's fine because you still haven't messaged me about it when you told him you would. So that was really funny. She thought I was super mad at her, and I was not. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's interesting really quick, though, that so you were on dating apps. Were you each on apps individually, or were you on there, like, as a couple? Or was, like, and it, it sounds like so you were still open to exploring non-monogamy, even though you weren't, you know, you didn't have an active girlfriend or boyfriend or something, you know, going on. Right. So. We have the app that we have, it's not even really technically a dating app, but people use it that way. It's called Meet Me. Hmm. Okay. Haven't heard of it. It's a weird one. (laughs) I don't care for it, but it's easy to work. So um, he has his own profile on there, 
And then I have one, it only has pictures of me on it, but I have it marked as our couple page. So like I run that one and he runs the other one with his pictures on it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but you two had had, you know, some type of conversation or some type of agreement that you were comfortable being yeah, on the, those apps. The, the being on dating apps or seeking out other partners was okay or was was part of the plan. Yeah, yeah. So I prefer like actual relationships. I want emotion. I want the attention. I I want to like wake up to good morning texts. <laughs> And he's more of a we can just play kind of person. He doesn't need to have a relationship with the people. So for him, it's more of a random play dates kind of thing. Whereas if they message on the couple page, it's more likely it's going to end up like like a con- like a real connection with emotions and feelings and all the attention and things. Yeah, because that's more like what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And is that is that typically more like other couples or other women or other men? Or is there, like, have you two sort of put any type of framework in place for what you're looking for or how you're planning to, to go about it? Yeah. So right now we're just looking at women because I feel like that's just what I need, like, I already have a guy, but I don't have a female. (laughs) And I want to have both parts of that. Preferably, I would like to share her with him. (laughs) But I've been told I can have as many girlfriends as I want, whether they're part of him or not. (laughs) We had that talk the other day. (laughs) So then going on dating sites and everything, you're looking just for women then at at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this year, since you started getting on the dating apps and he met your friend and everything like that, where has it gone? So right now we've been with Lindsay for I think about two months. She lives in Virginia, but she's been trying to move back to Ohio basically since we started talking with her. But she doesn't have a car right now, so we're trying to work out who can rearrange things so that we have enough car space for all the children (laughs) and then so we've been together two months and right now since she's so far away it's just a lot of talking and pictures and phone calls and things like that but we talk every day I was actually talking to her earlier she was telling me good luck to be on here Because when we got together, I was telling her about you guys because I was starting my binge series through the podcast. And I was like, have you ever listened to a podcast? And she was like, no. I was like, well, you should listen to this one because I really like it. (laughs) And so that same day, she downloaded one of the apps to play it and she messaged me later and she was like, have you listened to this one? And I forget whose it was that she mentioned. And I was like, yeah, I've, I've heard that one. <laughs> she was, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really funny. So she'll probably be listening to this at some point when you upload it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is, is Lindsay the one that your husband found on the app on Meet Me that wasn't 
that didn't reach out to you or was that somebody was that somebody different well actually she did it too but it was somebody different it was one of our one of my other friends and they played a couple of times together at okay. her house and then that didn't go anywhere it was like three times <laughs> yeah right so you connect but you connected with Lindsay off the app again yeah. as well yes she was on the app as well She's also on my Facebook, <laughs> but <laughs> it just happened. She saw, like, they saw each other on Meet Me. And then based off the, the like, the little bio portion, that's how they started talking. Uh, okay. So what is the dynamic between the three of you now? Like, are you each dating each other? Is she just dating one of you? Or how does that work? I would say that we are each dating each other. Like, we each all have our own things, like, they talk separate, me and her talk separate. Occasionally there's like a group thing where we all talk. But I think for the most part, we mostly just do separate things right now since she's so far away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, it's just kind of fun how you like you go through these periods of monogamy and then, but it's like always sort of like on the back burner that it's, it's okay if it happens. And I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how the two of you came to that sort of came to that agreement because your original, your original foray into this was I'm pregnant, go get your needs met. And that has since evolved into something much more like you don't have to always be pregnant for you to be (laughs) open to non-monogamy. Right. No, definitely not. We actually fixed that problem after the third baby. No more. I, I wasn't going to say anything, but I was wondering if you knew what caused it. But I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, no more babies. Three is enough. So let's see. How did we end up? So it started out with the whole pregnancy thing. And I don't think he even really knew at that time that I liked women. It wasn't something that was very out forward with with everyone so I don't think he even knew and then one day when he was hanging like the the first girl came over and was hanging out with us for them to play later after she had left that day I was like you know she's pretty cute and he was like what (laughs) I was like yeah I really like her and I like that I've gotten to know her now (laughs) so I think that's how it started because I, I just really liked her. Like she gave off really good vibes. She was nice to hang out with. We could have conversations and it'd be normal. Mm-hmm. So that probably started it just hanging out all the time. And he was like, well, have you ever done a threesome? I was like, um, no, <laughs> I haven't. I was like, I don't think I'd even know what to do. And he's like, no, it's not that hard. You'll figure it out. Well, so he had he done one or is he just assuming that, that <laughs> like he just he's like, well, if I tell her this, we'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he had before. So he was probably just saying it. He's just rolling the dice. hoping <laughs> yeah, like, I sure hope this is fucking easy. <laughs> <where it> is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Because, I don't know, he he had been with more people than I had total. Like, the day I asked him what his number was, was a very eye-opening day for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was like, well, that's a lot more than me. <laughs> He's like, well, what's your number? And I'm like, well, including you, four. <laughs> and he was like, four? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not that eventful. <laughs> so I think that's what did it. I I didn't have much experience. And then he was like, well, if you think she's cute, you know, would would you do things with her? And I was like, I don't know. I had girlfriends in high school and that just blew things wide open. He's like, Oh, well, if that's the case. (laughs) (laughs) So he, uh, he put that together with her. Like he talked with her to get it set up since they were already doing things. It made more sense for him to talk to her about it. And then the next thing I knew she was messaging me and she's like, so I heard we're going to do a threesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, didn't know you agreed to it. Sure. <laughs> I think the first time was very clumsy and all over the place. But, I mean, it went well. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, no, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I don't think anybody nails it the first time. Uh, well, maybe no. they do. But, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like it's it's, it's a, a learning experience it's, for yeah, everyone. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah. I was curious over the years you've been together and exploring, how have you seen yourself grow throughout exploring non-monogamy? I would say for me, I'm more okay with things happening. Like, I don't care what he does with other people anymore. Like, I'd like to know the person before things happen, but that doesn't always have to happen. I like to know what they talk about. Like, even with Lindsay, she knows that, like, me and him have open phone policies where if you want to know what they're talking about that day, you can look. It doesn't matter. I usually look at the end of the day just because I'm like, oh, what did you guys talk about today? Different things than we did, Uh, which is usually the case. They do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like a lot more. Some of that jealousy that you had uh, a few times initially, that sounds like that has gone by the wayside. Yeah, I think it has. I think I've gotten to the point where, in my mind, I feel like everyone should love everyone. So, why not? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good policy. Yeah, it is. How, how have you seen Austin grow over the last, let's call it eight years or so? <laughs> that's a good question. I'm not really sure. Like... He definitely communicates with me more a lot now than before, usually checking if things are okay. (laughs) I I think we, us together, I think we mainly just communicate a lot better than when we started. Yeah. I mean, that's part of just growing as a relationship too, right? Like you learn how to communicate better with to each other. Right. Just eight years together would do that, I'm sure. Right, right. And then adding like some non-monogamy on top of it right, put, makes you, pushes that a little bit more. Right. Yeah. So what does, I guess, what do you see it looking like for you in the future? Because not to like paint into a corner, but it sounds like one of the plans is to maybe have Lindsay move in with you guys. Is that what you alluded to when you said you need to make sure you get a, <laughs> a car that can hold a bunch of kids? A bunch of kids. <laughs> Yes, um, we have been talking about that. So the way that we've worked it out is the plan is to hopefully one of us be able to drive out to Virginia 
and pick her and her kids up and move them back. We've offered to let them stay with us starting out and then hopefully her and the kids can have an apartment of their own as well. That way, well, not really of their own. It would be me and her discussed it. I don't even know if my husband knows that we've discussed this, actually. (laughs) (laughs) We don't always communicate the messages sometimes. (laughs) But me and her talked that the other apartment or house, if we could find one, wouldn't be like just theirs. It would be a if somebody needs time away from somebody else in the group, it'll be a getaway. Like, oh, you need time away from the kids. Go here. Oh, you guys are having issues right now. Well, go hang out over there for a couple hours, you know, compose things and come back. Yeah. Yeah. Have kind of a safe, safe space. space. Yeah, exactly. A safe space. Yeah. 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 Cool. And so how do you see things moving forward? Like with, with her being in the picture, will you both continue to then also seek additional other women, it sounds like? I'm not sure. I mean, our profile pretty much stays up on Meet Me all the time. I don't always check it. I know he has deleted the app a couple of times and then redownloaded it. We're not very active on there. And then meeting people in person is just so hard. <laughs> I'm a very awkward person in person, so. <laughs> so online, we know how that goes. yeah. <laughs> but my talk is a lot better than like me in person. <laughs> you got to give yourself some credit. I'm sure it's not that bad. <laughs> oh, it gets awkward, and I'm all like, "Oh, look, I can do this weird dance move." <laughs> are you pretty open with people in your life about exploring non-monogamy or not really kind of it's kind of an on and off thing like certain people like his friends know i think i think his whole group of friends knows and they don't care like they're like oh you have a really cool wife they don't care my best friend that I've had since, goodness, I think eighth grade. Uh, it's been a really long time. She knows, but she doesn't want to know about it. So, like, she knows we are, but she doesn't want to hear about it at all. Right. My mom doesn't even know that I'm bi. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not going to inform her of any of that. I don't see her taking it well. My dad does know. My dad, I think, even knows about our girlfriend, maybe. I haven't talked to him in a while. I'm not sure. (laughs) So, like, that side of my family knows. And then... Was your dad supportive? Yeah. He he basically told me, whatever makes you happy. That's good. Yeah. That was... I needed that. (laughs) (laughs) And then my husband's family... So back with the first girl that they, like him and her started doing things, we had mentioned it to his parents because we were living with them at the time and wanted to let them know, like, oh, don't be, you know, weirded out if she keeps coming over pretty frequently. <laughs> I wanted to give them a heads up and they... She's, she's just here to bang your son because I'm not. Right. <laughs> right. 
which I thought wouldn't go that badly because his dad loves her. Like, he always jokes with me, oh, that should have been my daughter-in-law. And I'm like, that's not funny. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I know you like me. Stop it. (laughs) But, like, when we first told them, they sat us down at the kitchen table and they were like, no, like, you can't do that stuff. That's not okay. Like, what's wrong with your guys' relationship that you think you need to do this? Like, they were totally against it. And how did you respond to that? <laughs> I don't like confrontation. So I basically told my husband, you know, let's let them think what they want to think. Then, like, we'll still do what we want. She ended up coming over a lot less after that. And we just played it that she was hanging out like we were watching movies or going up to the store or something. So she just came over less and we just let them think what they wanted to think. (laughs) It was easier that way. Yeah. But I think they actually forgot about it because my father-in-law was here at our house. Goodness, it was probably a couple weeks ago. Yeah. The beginning of October, he was here and he kept seeing me on my phone and he's like, what are you doing? Like, what's more important right now? And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm texting my girlfriend. And he was like, what? <laughs> like, he didn't even know that I was by, like he completely forgot. We had a conversation with them before. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so how yeah. did it go this time? <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> I think part of the issue was that I think the first time, like when we told them, it wasn't long after that his parents got divorced. So I think there was a lot playing there. Like they had issues maybe. And they were like, oh, well, like we're not trying to stay together because we're having issues. Maybe that's what you're doing too. I don't know. But like, so it was just his dad here this time finding out he didn't know that it was both of our girlfriends, but just me saying it was my girlfriend. He was like, Oh, I didn't know about that. Like, I didn't know you had a girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, he was like, huh, that's kind of odd. And then just like dropped it. That's probably okay. (laughs) (laughs) At least you didn't have to have more awkward conversations at that point. Like, like, okay, he knows he did. It was, it was okay. And we don't need to talk about it right now. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So a lot of times in, in relationships or, you know, open relationships like this, people, it's a really big turn on for them, right. To see their, you know, like, let's take the hot wife example, right. Where a, a guy is really turned on if his wife goes and, has experiences without him and you're sort of in the the reverse situation but i was curious is it is it something that like brings new energy into your relationship or is it something that you just it's just kind of there and you do it and it just it doesn't it doesn't really feed back into the two of you i feel like it does like i i enjoy especially because the girlfriend we have now like i've known her forever Like it it makes me really happy to like see their conversations that they're getting along so well and they like talking to each other and being together. I really like that. I think I'll like it even more once we can all actually physically be together. 
feel like that'll be a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I was just kind of curious because that is a huge component for a lot of people is they, they open their relationship because they're like, this is going to be really hot. And you haven't really, and not that we've asked you to like talk about how, how much it turns you on or anything, but I just like, <laughs> it's, I know that that is a big component for a lot of people. And you haven't really mentioned like, oh, it was, you know, it was great. He did this. And then I was super charged up and then we had a great time. Like you, you haven't really talked about that too much. And I was just kind of curious if that was part of the dynamic mm-hmm. or not as much. Yeah, I, I really like it. Honestly, when their conversations get a little heated, I guess that's the best word to use, <laughs> there will be pictures and stuff sent, and we use Snapchat. So unfortunately, pictures get lost, and I don't get to partake in those. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing them, but I know like their conversations get pretty graphic, and I'm like, oh, like I really like that. And Usually I, I read messages shortly before going to bed or once we've like just laid down. So then I'm reading all these things and I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I was like, we talk like that sometimes, but I like this too. And usually it does get me more in the mood because I'm not usually in the mood. <laughs> I, I could go without, like I could, <laughs> but it's not bad. It definitely gets me more in the mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It adds a little spice back in. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like too, you know, that's something that you just mentioned is I think a really important thing for people to hear is that it sounds like part, you know, when you initially did this, part of the reason you did it was you didn't have much of a libido because you were pregnant, but it also sounds like that is still somewhat the case that your, your sex drive is lower than his. And this is an outlet for him and that you're making that work like the two of you are making that work or the three of you are making that work. And I think I just, that's an important message because I think a lot of times people think, well, I don't want as much sex as my partner. Therefore we're not compatible and therefore we must not be in a relationship together. And to know that there is an alternative solution there and that you two have stumbled across it and are making it work. Yeah, definitely. Like his, his sex drive is way more than mine (laughs) like i'd i'd probably be okay with twice a week maybe twice but he wants it like at least once every day and i'm like that's too much (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this is like something that you found that helps that obviously yeah 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 no like, like i said i love that because i think it gives people a perspective that they don't have to be a perfect match in every way to have a healthy functioning relationship. So, yeah. Yeah, I think so. The funny part about like how we ended up with our girlfriend, (laughs) she killed me. We were talking like that first day that I messaged her to tell her thing, like everything was fine. I didn't care. We were texting back and forth. And then it was maybe four days later because I know her so well from being friends with her, like all of high school. And since then I'm, I've been um, godmother to her children. So we're very close, like to start with. And like, we were talking more because of him and her talking and stuff. And I was like, we should all be a thing. I was like, I really, really like you. And then like my husband's reading my messages and he was like, you wanted to say you loved her, didn't you? And I was like, kind of, like, 
I, I do feel that way about her because we've been so close for so long. Like, I do have that emotional connection. And he was like, well, just say it. <laughs> just tell her. So I messaged her later that night, like, when we were going to bed. And I was like, so, um, I love you. And I hope that's not weird. <laughs> and she was like, no, it only took you eight years to tell me. <laughs> I was like, okay, yep, you're right. <laughs> well, had, wait, had she said it or was, or were you still the lone, the lone person throwing it out there? I was the only one that said it there at first. <laughs> But when she said that, I was like, okay, you're right. So what does that mean? And she's like, well, of course I love you too. <laughs> so it, wa- it wasn't a one-way street. <laughs> right. And I think it's, it's, it's important too, right, that you know people probably heard what they heard was, we've been together two months. We're thinking about potentially pseudo moving in together. But it's, the relationship is much deeper than two months old. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she has four kids currently, and I'm godmother to all of them. So mm-hmm. it, it goes a lot deeper than two months of dating. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, you you have that level of, like, trust and history with each other, too. So it's it's just kind of the new title of girlfriend is, is only a few months old. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I wanted to ask the blooper question. Okay, well, don't ask it to me. <laughs> do, do you have any fun bloopers that you would want to share? They can be sexual or not. Like that, basically to show that relationships are not always perfect, I guess I should say. <laughs> well, back with, I think it was the first girl during one of the threesomes, she had a kid too. And so then we had our oldest at the time and they, uh, she came to our house. We were living on our own then, but she had to bring the baby cause she was single. So nobody to watch the kid. And we thought the kids were sleeping <laughs> and we were like, Oh, we're going to go play. And then, uh, then you could hear kids running around the house <laughs> and we were like, Oh, gotta stop. Like, Kids are running around. <laughs> well, at least one of you had to stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was more of a, the kids kind of ruined the moment. And we were like, well, whose kids are up? Who's going to go deal with it? So by the point that we all had to stop and figure out what was going on and who should go, it kind of killed the mood. Right. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, it makes it a little distracting, right? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's been you know super fun chatting and, and learning a little bit about your story. And I love it's honestly a, a dynamic that we haven't really talked about no. before. The you know, especially how you two got into it, that it was sort of the you need meet needs met and I'm not really ready to meet them, so go find that. And I think we always love hearing sort of a new twist on uh <laughs> on the story. So. Oh yeah, I know. It's been, I'm so glad that you reached out and wanted to share this story because like Finn said, it is a different dynamic than, than we've had a lot of times. So yeah. thank you for doing that. And I, before we wrap up, I guess, is there anything that you can think of that you wanted to share or any other things you want to talk about? I don't think so. I know like, let's see, 
podcast, I usually just listen to you guys, honestly. <laughs> I have like Joe Rogan as my backup <laughs> podcast that I listen to. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, as Emma said, thank you so much for reaching out and for sharing your story. And we're excited, you know, to hopefully get an update, you know, and hear how things progress, right? When, when you when Lindsay moves back and I know, the, I was like, I'm excited the, for an update in yeah. a little while. <laughs> yeah. See how the, what, 10 of you all get along? Cause that, yeah. right? There'll be 10. I think so. so you're going to need a limousine. So. <laughs> <laughs> We could use a school bus. We homeschool, so. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, thank you again, and, and have a wonderful evening, and I'll let us kind of let us know how it goes. All right. We will definitely be in touch once she moves back. Awesome. awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks. And we're back. But not for long. No, because after the interview, Kristen wrote or sent us a voicemail. Remember with, how we told you you could send us voicemails yes. at the beginning? Well, <laughs> she did it. With a story that she forgot to share about how they learned about non-monogamy in the first place. And just a couple of uh, one thing to clarify here. She uses the term uh, polygamy. And we actually emailed her about this um, because she didn't really refer to polygamy at all throughout her entire interview. But the couple that she references in this story actually referred to it as polygamy because of their dynamic. Just wanted to make that clear that it wasn't necessarily um, her misspeaking. Right. and But it was their foray into learning about non-monogamy. Yeah. So we're going to jump over to that voicemail really quick and we'll see you back in a couple of minutes. I was thinking about it as I was listening to you guys this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to tell them something, which I guess could technically be considered a blooper. Um, but I just wanted to let you guys know, um, the first time that we had heard of polygamy and stuff, um, was actually thanks to my grandma, as weird as that sounds. Um, she didn't even mean to, honestly. She had no idea. Um, it was when I was pregnant with our oldest. I was really young. I was like 18, turning 19, and my grandma felt like I needed to have like a more, a more of a support system for it. And uh, other girls that had decided to keep their babies and like where they were now tell me you know it's not bad when things get easier and she met this girl in our local grocery store in her town and saw her with her little baby looked about my age thought she was there with her dad gave her my number and told her she should contact me sometime well didn't tell me and <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, she didn't even warn me, hey, I gave your number to somebody. She just kind of did it. And then I got a message from somebody I didn't even know. And so this girl messaged me. And she was like, oh, I met your grandma at the store and this and that. And they wanted to hang out. Um, ended up actually being her boyfriend that was with her, not her dad. Um, so they wanted to hang out and I was like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? And like when they picked me up to go hang out, that's when it was kind of like revealed, oh, well, we're polygamists and, um, 
like, this is my second wife, and I have a kid with my first wife, and things like that. Um, so that was very different for me. I had never met anybody in the lifestyle before. And, um, especially because they didn't tell me beforehand, like, before they picked me up. That was kind of weird. Um, but I guess they were worried about what I would think of them. Um, so I hung out with them by myself one day. Um, and then it was like a week later, they were like, oh, you and your boyfriend, my now husband, should come hang out with us, like, overnight at our house. And they didn't, like, they lived the next town over. So we were like, okay, sure. And I didn't really know them that well. And it, it got a little odd um, for us because we'd never been in anything like that. Um, it definitely felt like they were wanting things to happen and we weren't. <laughs> um, I know at one point they told me that I should come and join them. And that was very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I was like, um, you guys know I have a boyfriend. We're engaged. I'm pregnant. Like, that was super weird. Um, but that's how we actually learned about polygamy itself was this couple that my grandma randomly gave my number to in a grocery store. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, I just, I wanted to let you guys know that part, because I thought you would think it's kind of funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. And we're back again. <laughs> this time. For real. For real. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> well, we will at the end. Thank you so much to Kristen to reach for reaching out and willing to be vulnerable and share your story. And for Austin and Lindsay for giving her permission and, and sharing as well. Yeah, it was awesome talking to you. And thank you again, as Emma said. A couple of final announcements. Uh, we talked about the Patreon at the beginning, and we just wanted to give you a little more scoop on that. If you're looking for community, this Patreon group that we've built is now about 140 members strong, and it is fantastic. It's one of the, the highlights of our year, uh, for sure. We, you know, we get together, we have a MeWe group that is continually chatting and supporting each other and it's fantastic. And we also do the monthly Q and A's like we're doing tonight, which is really just a discussion group. And then there are men's and women's groups and we're working actually with one of our Patreon members to put together sort of a, a non-binary group as well. So we're, we're yes. really, everything's really coming together and it's just fantastic. So thank you to all of our patrons who helped make that possible. If you want, and if you're craving this type of community, head over to our website, click on the Patreon button and check it out. It's, you know, it's a couple bucks a month and you can try it for a month. And if it's not for you, feel free to leave. We don't, we're not going to be upset. You nailed it. Oh, yeah. I was going to chime in, but you just kept rolling. Yeah. Sorry. I talk a lot <laughs> is what you're trying to say. Next week, we have an interview, surprise, surprise, with uh, Krista and Brendan. They are run a blog called Polly in Place, and we're super excited to get their interview out there. So Yeah, it's fantastic, as always. And check out their work. In the meantime, links are in the show notes. And uh, we'll see you in a week. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs>